Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Yeah. All right, here, we're so. just going to dive into the juicy stuff. Um, Brett, would you rather and there might be a handful of would you rathers on this i think you've set me up for something here i haven't said anything yet i haven't done truth or dare truth or dare would you rather um never hunt or fish again or only be able to hunt or fish from a kayak for the rest of your life he's been waiting for me on this uh I don't know. I'd have to take the damn <laughs> kayak. That's not even that's not even like fair question because it's either nothing or a little bit of something, but you have to be in that miserable damn kayak. <laughs> what's You must what's really you, hate a kayak. What's you not deal with contemplate that. I uh, I knew you that's were going to That's a no-brainer for me. you or I. I just You're figured right. we were going to get farther into this. No, we got to like just right dive. I've never been much for true small talk. I like I want to have a real conversation. Show I us don't, show us where the kayak touched I, you. I don't <laughs> The 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 object of the kayak isn't where I take issue. Okay. It's 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 that there's it's like the wild west with it. It's you can anybody can do anything with it. Yeah. Which is great for That's most part of people. the beauty of it. That's part of the beauty of it. You can say it. the same thing about a boat, Brett. Yeah, but there's with a boat. Yeah, man, you really set me up. I told this. we could have went over every single thing and you're like, nah, you it's all cool. Like I knew I, I didn't figure it was gonna happen this fast. So kayaks <laughs> don't pay the registration unless they're over what? Twelve foot? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yep. So a boat, you can get a John boat or whatever that's under. You get a six foot boat, you gotta pay registration. You on. can. Yeah. All right. Well, no registration. Most of these kayaks are operating on public waters. Yeah. Right? Ninety nine point nine percent probably. And you're you're the only person I know. This isn't anything about me. That really is honed in on the kayak thing, and it's great for you, and it's working for you. But 
you're paying your dues is how I'm going to say it. Is you're buying a hunting license or a fishing license or a habitat stamp. I'm contributing to the resource you're, that I'm utilizing. That you're utilizing. Yep. And I, from my experience, from what I've seen. Most on, people go out to, and get a sub 13 foot kayak with the intention of they don't have to pay registration. They don't. That they, is a question. I Whenever I sell a kayak, people ask. One of the questions I always get asked is, and I've, I'm kind of a horse trader with kayaks where I have one for a while and then I want the new flashy thing or something sure. different. And every time I sell sell one, someone's like, it's under, you don't have to register that, right? So I hear what you're saying is what I'm getting at. So, except, except me. I bought one well, yeah, that you, you had to register. And you, I never asked the you, question. You, but you, are, but one, you, know. you probably already knew. You knew. No, I did know. See, yeah. you're yeah. you're, you're and informed two, enough. Two, you to don't know. care because you're gonna you, and you know the money's going to a good place. Yeah, well, yeah. I I'm just, kind of it's kind of a love hate thing with that boat. I hate it when it's out of the water, but once it's in the water, oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. That's why I got rid of it. Literally, the only reason because the first time I ever paddled that thing, I I stood up in it and just paddled down river just because I could. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts, and that's that's what I, I every stinking time I take it out, I'm ready to sell it. Until, until it's, it's in the water, water. and yeah. I'm like, never mind. Maybe I'll, maybe that wasn't so bad. Right, right. But anyway, yeah. it is. It's so easy and so affordable for anybody to buy a kayak. Once again, part of the beauty of it. I I know that that's part of the beauty of it. But what I'm saying is, is that it's too easy for somebody to go utilize a river mm-hmm. and not appreciate that somebody else is paying for that access. Paying for the upkeep. So what's the well, what are these individuals doing that bothers you? Well, you don't have to name the type of individuals. Just people in kayaks are doing what? It's not all don't. people in kayaks, but there's not boat ramp etiquette is out the window for most kayakers. Okay. It seems like, okay. in my opinion, from what I've seen at my few local places. Sure. Um, and you see a pile of them where you're at. We don't. I, I don't. Don't name anybody's water or any towns where any of us live or anything like that. But. I will say where you're at, there are oodles of kayakers. Well, that and there's, I mean, the county's making money off them where I'm at too. Yeah. I mean, they're renting them out, which is a whole nother thing that we can talk about later at a different time. But the there's a certain demographic of kayaker that doesn't contribute to the ecosystem. And in my experience where I'm at in my specific location, it seems like, A, they're not paying their way. And B, they're more of a detriment to the environment than they are. So what do you mean help. detriment? They throw out trash everywhere, man. Everybody in a kayak's got a 12-pack of beer, and they don't come off with 12 cans when they're done. Yeah. That's what I see. So here's my theory on that. Because some people say everyone bitches. Well, not some people. And a lot of people. A lot of people. Somebody will post like a picture on social media of like trash they picked up. And... I don't know if it's because they need an attaboy after they picked up the trash or what, but um, they'll they'll post a picture and then everyone will bitch and like, oh yeah, that place is disgusting. There's all, it's a shame that fishermen give other fishermen a bad name, and that's all true. But to spin off of what you're saying, I wonder. I don't think it's so much fishermen that are like that, but it's just people being around water. It seems like people are more likely to litter than when they're not around water or maybe it's the type of people that water attracts you can't but water attracts everybody to some capacity not everybody litters i'm gonna call you out on this okay so 
you just you said, get closer you, to the microphone if you want to call you, me out. You just, <laughs> you just said people post that they pick up trash and need an attaboy. You're guilty of that as anybody. How's that? In your videos, you'll say, oh, somebody left some trash here. I'll pick that I, up. You and, didn't see and, me and, pick it up, I don't, did you? I would disagree. I on threw the my 12-pack right behind them. And, and uh, I, I'll disagree on the whole they need an attaboy. I think a lot of it is they're like an just, awareness thing well it was oh, they, sure. they, they were frustrated enough that they felt compelled to grab a, a bag and start picking up trash sure probably, if if it's me i'm like i'm pissed yeah hey just for I, the record i yeah. don't leave my 12 pack behind yeah. next to the other uh, litter well, i i um, know you don't i've been around you long enough to know you don't but the problem is is i think the people that go through that effort and then they're they're fired up and just want to share like you know, come on, guys. That's a very let's positive. Be, let's, let's be better about this. I, I shouldn't have to do this. That's a very positive way of looking about it, and that's part of the reason why I ask you guys on the podcast. So that's the type of dude you are. So that's pretty sweet. I'll never knock anybody who's taking time to pick up other uh, people's yep, trash. Yep, really good hey, points. If, if, if it's if you're going for the attaboy, attaboy. Yeah, good points. All right, so Brett, back to the kayak thing. No, hold on. What would it take to get you in a kayak? So, so before we decide if I get in a kayak, okay. The the deal is is we've talked about this and it's about uh I don't like to do anything unless somebody else is there. Like yep. I won't go out and do anything myself. And I think the kayak thing is you got to be pretty independent if you're going to go out hunt, fish or whatever, you got to be self-motivated to do all that work by yourself. See, I all right, I'll let you finish. Like, like so take a thing about launching your boat. Yep. How easy is it with you, just you doing it? Pretty easy. Is it easier with two people? Twice as easy. I'd say it's more than twice as easy. Okay. And I don't have any science to back that up. It's just it seems like it's way easier if somebody we don't, we don't need any science here. So we go to the kayak thing, and I'm not gonna claim to be the hardest working person in the world, because I'm definitely not, but it's what a pain in the ass to lug that thing out of the car by yourself, drag it down the ramp, and then take the chance of tipping it over when you get into it because I bought the wrong kayak probably because I didn't ask the right questions. Right. So there's that facet to it that it's more work okay. because it's a single-person activity to an extent. Now, you can go with more people, right? And you do, obviously. You could go with 100 people. I. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> you could. You can't go. You can't put a hundred people in the boat. But I could go kayaking with a hundred people. I so I'm at this point, and you asking me if I'd ever be in a kayak. Have you ever seen that uh, that flat Earth documentary? No. on Netflix. But I should have apparently. So, so like, just to make a short story long is there's this guy that's like the head of it. Okay. He's the guy, the flat earther guy. Yep. He's in charge of all the experiments and done it all, and he's the face of it. Well, by the end of the documentary, they basically have put all this evidence in front of him. And he subjected himself to it. Like, he thought he was going to be, like, show everybody. But and instead, by, they burned, by, like, by put the him end, on the spot. Put him on the spot, and they show him all this info. And he goes, well, and he basically says, I'm too deep into it now. So I feel like that's where I'm at with the kayak <laughs> thing. I've, I've talked so much shit and said so many bad things that... The, the ridicule I will take from you and everybody else the second I get into one is just not worth Did you, the enjoyment that I probably would have. Who who made the picture of you, <laughs> of the kayak dude, and then they put your face on it? I, I, 
I don't know. I, I appreciate that you're so hellbent on not being a hypocrite that you won't <laughs> get on a kayak. I'll, it'll happen eventually, I'm sure. Eventually, like you got, you got, I got Sam on Sam one. on one, which I, which I didn't think it happened that fast. But I have a carrot to hang out in front of in yeah. front of him that you don't have. Yeah. So you know, I, I promised him this land of giant flatheads. And I I think Sam probably made that picture you're talking about of my body on that oversized man in the kayak yeah yeah so there's a, a, f- a phone group for anybody listening and we took some dude sitting in a kayak and somebody put brett's face on this guy so <laughs> it was pretty great so that 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 picture isn't the first time something like that's been done no way so no way and it wasn't it wasn't by sam this has been years ago we were hunting down in missouri snow goose hunting and um this kid that we used to hunt with was like good at halfway decent at editing photos. Okay. And we had this big picture of the snow goose feed. And then he had like this picture of this barn that was really cool. And then there was like a yellow neck collar. Well, he, he edited this all together. He took that snow goose, took the yellow collar, turned it to a purple collar, messed the barn in the middle of the snow geese. Um, what was that? Uh, Sasha Barry Cohen movie, not Borat. But the Bruno. one where he's like crawling on the ground and grabbing at stuff. The only one I know is Borat. Well, there's Bruno. Not Bruno. I don't oh, know. God. Anyways, there's this it's this creepy guy crawling on the ground. Well, they took my brother's face and put it superimposed on that, and he's like grabbing at this snow goose collar. <laughs> and then they took <laughs> they took my face and put it on uh, another friend of ours body, and it like meshes perfectly. It looks like me, except I'm just like 450 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just all this crap in one picture. So that's where the face meshing thing started. And then, Technology's great. Yeah, and then Sam's kind of run with it as of late, which I'm sure you've seen. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Sam's very creative. You know, if you ever meet Sam, and anybody listening to this has probably seen Sam in a video, you wouldn't think of him as being an artsy, creative type of individual. He looks like a giant caveman. <laughs> um but he really is like he's good with a camera he's good with editing he's good with photos he can do all that stuff and seems to kind of enjoy it so he's got time well he has plenty of time but you still have to have the intent and interest and he still does it it's like uh who is it sturgill simpson said i got c stories and they're all true i got sam stories they're all true All right, so I'm sitting here with, with Brett and Rob. Have you decided, am, am I introducing you or are you introducing yourself? Well, I'll, I'll just say I'm the anti-kayak guy right now. How's that? All right, Brett, the anti-kayak guy, and, and Rob, walleye fishing extraordinaire. I'm a fraud if that's what it is. I, I didn't ask you your opinion. I stated it. All right, Rob, you killed a big deer. And I, did. I noticed you were featured on Raised Hunting on Instagram. I the the farm the farm I bought a, a few years ago. Yeah, is catty corner to a a lease of theirs. Right. So your neighbors kind of. Yeah. So they were aware of that deer. Long story short, Warren Holder saw the saw my Facebook post. I was friends with him on Facebook and said, "Hey, do you care if we share it on social media?" I said, "Sure, go ahead." Gotcha. And that was pretty much end of that. So, well, but uh, yeah, yeah, that that deer was one that uh, several neighbors were aware of. Um, and how it the whole story started was, I bought that farm. I closed it in uh, was it like January fifth, twenty nineteen, 
and my buddy Travis uh, found a set of sheds later that that year. Yeah. And there was kind of a deal I had with all my friends because I don't shed hunt and I don't really care about looking around for antlers on the ground. I'd rather go fishing. Yeah. Like all of us and everybody probably listening is like, why are you talking about shed antlers? No, everybody loves deer. <laughs> so uh, I don't deer hunt and yeah. I still enjoy deer. Yeah. Oh. Just want everybody to shoot them. <laughs> so, so you but, don't hit them with yes. your truck? Well, no, just yeah. be done deer hunting so we can go duck hunting or goose hunting. There you yeah. Go. yeah. That too. But, uh, Anywho, uh, he found a found this really thick set of sheds. I meant to grab them so you guys could see them, but oh yeah, you uh, said you were gonna bring. Yeah, them. I have my I sheds behind you over there. Oh yeah, just my little baby ones. Oh, they're not bad. No, but uh, only set of sheds I ever found. So the deal was, I don't want care about what whatever sheds you find, mm-hmm. as long as if you find a matching set and I happen to kill that deer the following year. Yeah. If I if I say can I have them, just give them to me. Basically, yeah. Other than that, well, I feel like if yeah. you're going to give them, I feel like at that point in time they should be given. Mm-hmm. That's my personal that, that's opinion. A, I'm and, not even a deer hunter, and that's like an unwritten rule, right? Yeah, and yeah, to, and to me it is as not a deer hunter. Yeah. And the only other thing was just let me know what you find, so I can have an idea what might be around the next year. Mm-hmm. Take inventory. Well, Tra- <laughs> Travis found these and didn't say anything about it, but not not maliciously. It was kind of one of those like hope, hopefully like Rob hope, kills hopefully gets deer to and then I'm gonna surprise. surprise him. Yes, yeah, that's sweet. And sure enough, we got trail camera pictures of him in 2019. He's an absolute pig. You probably seen. Mm-hmm. I, I posted a bunch of pictures. Yeah, and just played cat and mouse with him a little bit. I ended up killing a pretty nice buck in 2019. A nice five by five, not yeah. a monster, but. Good, you know, 150 inch 10-pointer. I, I was told the other day, so uh, that you have to call them 10 points in Iowa. 10 and, point. And then if you're elk hunting, they're five, five by, by fives. Yeah. They, you call it a five point in, in Colorado. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cuddle five by five and bull. When and I someone elk corrected hunting you? That's five, five point. point. They call them five point. That's just, that's what they Are they say. ever not uniform? No, they can't. Do you have a five yeah. by four? And yeah. Oh, do you yeah. call for that elk? a five point? Uh, I think I think that's what because there's something about how they determine like it has to like a legal bull has to have I think it's four points at least on one side. Like you can't kill a spike dual a double spike anyway. But if it has one spike and four points on one side, it's a legal bull. Gotcha. So I think that's where it comes from. I don't know. That's gotta be it. I don't. There's just turn. <laughs> Who knows? The Good elk expert yeah. in the corner. Over yeah, there. yeah. Or thumb through my elk rigs. Quick. Three guys that know literally nothing about elk hunting. I, I, I've been twice, killed one. I'm, Should have had I'm two. I'm asking but, questions. But yeah, I'm trying know. to learn yeah. something about. But that's elk a good hunting. question. Yeah, it's a ten point or whatever. So after that, um, since I was tagged out, I said, Travis, you should. Uh, go hunt it was, I, I killed my buck november 5th which is things are just starting to get really really right. exciting right and he's like oh, i can't go i can't go i got work got work and i get it but and i said i'm gonna torture you with trail camera pictures and that buck Showed was up. walking by trail bu- walking by tree stands like constantly on november 7th and 8th of 2019 i have i saved those trail cameras mm-hmm. i still have them and i was just kind of joking with them 
it's like, oh, you should have been, and you should have went. It would have been worth it. Guess I'll have to kill him now. Yeah, and I never could catch up with him gun season. I was struggling to get food established on the farm, just starting out and everything, and uh, he, was, he was around here and there, but just never could catch up with him. Fast forward uh, to the next year, my neighbors of the north found one of his sheds, and the, and then the raised hunting guys, they found the other side of the shed mm-hmm. are, are uh, these raised hunting guys are they like a big social media thing they are they have an outdoor channel tv show okay yeah. so see i haven't told media. you guys warren was actually on the podcast this week are you shitting me no who's no. warren one of the guys one okay. of, so that's a family deal and i can't remember warren's dad's name but david this, david so they david warren mom other brother maybe sister I don't know. They, they they do a TV show. Okay. Yeah. It's called gotcha. Raised Honey. I just I I was mm-hmm. assuming that there was something bigger than just yeah. the social media thing that they wanted a picture of that because obviously mm-hmm. they. So, any rate, they they found one shed and then my neighbors, other neighbors in the north, found the other half. Mm-hmm. I got to see it. And I mean, it was just super heavy and hadn't got any trail camera pictures. This deer does not live on did not live on my farm in the off season only kind of during that main ruddy when he's, time period he, so he's probably just moving through it more than anything well, he's i think they Cause isn't that when they move all the time they're moving more during the rut but it's not just the movement thing it's uh places to find i have a lot of does on my property it's you it, got the babes i got the i got the ladies okay. that's right okay yeah there's a there's a lot of bucks that go mia when when breeding season is over with and but when it's on here they are yeah and they're and they're there a lot so there's a lot of action to be had there's food there's water there's women yeah women what what more do you want i don't know sounds like a good place to be until you get shot until yeah (laughs) until arrows and bullets go flying at you right um anywho so they uh we hadn't seen any pictures of him weren't sure if he was still alive or not and then a couple other neighbors uh, that I've become, I'd say, pretty good friends with. You know, sure. you know, we chat a lot. Very, very nice guys. Super cordial guys. Very respectable neighbors. Like as far as fence line, and and they actually let my dad and I go turkey hunt because they don't they don't care. And um, that's cool. Yeah, they're just been super cool about everything. I, and as long as they're not there, it's like yeah, go ahead and. Um, they uh got some velvet pictures of him, or he just looks big as 20, shit. Th- yeah, those like, one just and he's a brute. Like well, he's in, a in, brute in, in, anyway. Well, but they just look so much tw- bigger from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. The big change he made was he started growing like a, he got that little flyer off the uh the left G two. Yeah, he grew a couple other stickers and things like that. Just was even bigger and more massive as very obvious he was, and uh, so now it was like game. Everybody wanted to kill him last year, right? And everybody was aware of him. Holders had pictures of him too, and mm-hmm. he was ain't no one passing that deer. He's right. price. We we're guessing six years old and fully and mature, ready to kill, and uh, needed to be taken out. Uh, really, genetic. Other than the mass, genetically inferior from the standpoint of like he didn't have. He's just a mainframe eight pointer, but started. I growing. think I think a big eight is almost cooler than a big ten. 
What about a big six? What about a 130-inch six? I think that would be That's cool, pretty too. unique. Yeah. I actually have a big. He's not a hundred and thirty incher, but he, there's well, a big there's a big six that's that's running around my farm. I want I want him dead, but I wasn't there. Uh, wasn't just that deer? Those sheds you got? No, he was an eight. He was. A, He's still shed. an eight. Yeah. Still so eight. yeah, we don't have any. I don't have any pictures. I think a couple other neighbors might. Are so you, so you show up the deer classic with a set of a, a six pointer that's a hundred and thirty inches. Are you praised or laughed out of there? I think that's pretty unique. I wouldn't give a shit. Like, I would be totally if stoked. If you have a th- 130 inches of bone off six points on either side, that's, that's impressive that's looking. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, even oh, if it's a six in point. my eyes, that's a yeah, giant absolutely. six. Point. Yeah, but you're, you're not a deer hunter. I'm. I'm more asking. Okay, no, no. I'll shut up. Yeah, that's a giant six point. Okay. I, I, me personally, even though you're not asking me, I'm gonna I tell. Wanna, I want to hear it. I'm now. gonna tell you. I would walk in with my giant six oh. rack, and I would be like, "Kiss my ass if you don't like. If uh-huh. you don't think this is impressive." A 130 inch eight pointer is not small. No, no, that's that's still a decent size eight yep. pointer. But yep. a six would be a, that'd be weird and crazy. All right. So anyway, this year, yeah. So 2020. Uh, yeah, he's still alive. We got velvet pictures of him. Not not mine. Did he get but bigger? Or Josh and Brandon Pruitt, the neighbors I know to the south, they have a their father in law. It's a farm lease, and so they have hunting rights. Very very awesome guys. Been really cool since I met him. Shared those pictures with me. Okay, he's still alive. I hadn't seen him. Well, rut comes around. He starts showing up on my farm again. Same old story, but he was a lot more elusive, very much more elusive in 2020 than he was in 2019. Uh, again, never caught up with him. Uh, the holders found his, it would have been his right side last year. And that was the only documentation that we had that he was, might still be alive. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that they had it until recently, but someone told me like, "Oh yeah, the the Rays guys found one of his sheds." I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever, you know." So anyway, and and, and well. so we fast forward to uh uh 2021 and hadn't heard anybody saying anything about it and all of a sudden he shows up on trail camera just on cue mid-October. Starts Looking doing for the doing, babes. but started doing more daytime walking than ever before. Mhm. And you could tell he was older than ever before. And uh, I just had this kind of gut feeling like, I'm going to kill this deer. Like, this is going to happen. And, of course, archery goes through. And I have limited time. I can only go so many times. And How many times you go a week? Usually Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. It's about all I can do. Sure. I mean, you don't have time to get out there during the week. Well, I, I so, don't know. I don't know if yeah. you're taking vacation or not. I was just curious. Yeah. No, no, I... Sometimes I try to if the weather's right, but I work in a new job. Mm-hmm. Limited PTO just wasn't in the makes sense in the game plan this year. Um, but goofy weather kind of messed with that, and then mm-hmm. um, a lot of other weird goofy things happened during the archery season, and sure. never caught up with him. I did see him on the hoof once, but I'd only to this point I've only seen him on the hoof twice. And you killed him one time. No, well, three times since I killed him, but twice leading up to this. Once this is, year is during that our a hunting season. phrase? What's that? To see a deer on the hoof? On the yeah, hoof. on the hoof. Like you actually see it in person, <laughs> not just to be a trail camera. <laughs> so no. the only other time was in a truck. Would now, it be okay for me to say, mm-hmm. 
I only actually saw him three times. Yep. Okay. Or yeah. I could also, a synonym to that mm-hmm. would be, I saw him on the hoof. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So. Just making sure we're on yeah, the same Yeah, first time I ever saw him on the hoof, again, yeah. 2020, um, I was driving in a truck and saw him on my neighbor's I property. I feel like that almost implies you, if you saw him, he might not be on the hoof. Might be wearing slippers. Well, you got it. You got it. So he's got trail cam pictures. So yes. he's got to define between on the hoof and on yes. camera. But when he's on camera, he's still mm-hmm. on the hoof. No, on the hoofs in person. In person, it's just a terminology. I right. I deduce. Yeah. I deduce that, and he didn't have to tell me that. No, I deduce that, but I'm just like thinking through <laughs> the, the 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 situation, like to to explain that you saw it on the hoof implies that it might not have been on a hoof. It, could have been on his belly, I right, suppose. Right, right. Could happen. Is that notable yeah. then? No, it's just it's deer, deer, deer hunter terminology language, I guess. Gosh, I'm so ignorant. I'm, anyway. I'm quite certain I didn't make it up. Someone else said it and I stole it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've seen this deer a handful of yeah. times. Oh, not even a handful. So once in 2020... That was the first time I ever got to see him live. Well, a handful in person. implies that you've seen it less than five times. Okay. Or five times or less, right? Yes. Well, yeah. less than five times. So, yeah, once in 2020 this year, finally got to see him in the stand while I was actually in the stand with a bow in hand. He got in within 70 yards. That was the closest. Yeah. And then... Was you, your heart beating through I, your chest at that point in time? Did, did your it, mind... Go ahead. It not. I never get to that point because it never got to that point where like I felt like he was. Oh, he's coming in. I'm gonna get a shot. It was Uh like, oh, he's so close. I'm, you know, please come this way. But I just, you could tell the way he was behaving and and where he was going. He wasn't gonna come over to where I wanted him to. Yeah. Now there's always a chance because they can turn around. They can do goofy stuff. A, A doe could show up. Anything could happen during that time when I saw him. But. No, there it was never work. that point where it's like, oh yeah, he's coming in, where your heart's you know beating, you know, hundred beats per minute, about to pop out of your chest type of feeling. But uh, sure, and uh, that was it. And then I made might have had him on trail camera once more, and then he disappeared for about I don't know, two three weeks or somewhere in that neighborhood, about two weeks. Fast forward to shotgun season, I always do a uh, party hunt down in near Atumwa. One of my favorite, might be one of my the favorite weekend of, of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Just because I get re- get with all the friends and we're just oh, there's camaraderie oh, with it for oh, sure. There's a reason a billion all, bajillion people do it. It's all about com- camaraderie with that. You know, we we get da- we get pissed at each other. We talk shit. We you know do you really we have get fun. pissed at each other? Well. I mean, we, we, we <laughs> yes, yes, we do. There's <laughs> about all, what? Just it's hunting, man. Yes, yes. There's ego. I went on many fishing trips, and we never get pissed at each other. It's it's not like I've been on a few it's fishing not, trips. It's where I've not bitter. At it's just like, this. dude, you should have zigged when you zag. Why'd you do that? You know, just. There's no hard feelings ever. Yeah. It's so just, you're not even actually pissed. You're just giving each other shit. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to kill deer. Everybody wants to kill big deer. And if if something, you know, someone tells someone to go somewhere, and of course, 
it was the wrong spot or oh i thought you're know. saying there's somebody a lot tell of somebody go to hell no no <laughs> no it never gets to that point it's just a lot of arm arm you know armchair quarterback uh, sure. hindsight is 2020 there's a lot of that that goes on and it's but it's all fun in the game and in the end we always have a good time right. we put meat in the freezer we Every year, there's at least one or two decent ones that get killed. Oh yeah, that's and big, there's and big there's buck country down yeah, there. Yeah, and man. then there's five or six that you know we see that get away from us that would would have been absolute studs, but we're yeah. not gonna get them all. That's but hunting. That is hunting. So that that weekend gets by. So did you weather, kill kill that deer with a shotgun? That one I killed with a 45 caliber smokeless muzzleloader. It was a custom smokeless muzzleloader from Arrowhead Custom Wait, Rifles. Is it late muzzleloader right now? No, it's shotgun. But you oh, can yeah. use a muzzle muzzleloader and shotgun. So, so you were using muzzleloader. Yes. Yeah, so so the Arrowhead. So <coughs> shameless plug. Arrowhead Custom Rifles. Wait, why would you yeah. use a, a muzzleloader if you could use a shotgun? Because this muzzleloader is an absolute stone cold killer. More so than a 450 Bushmaster, absolutely. This thing has high power rifle range. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 300 grain bullet. All right, proceed. That that, that answers my question. Yes. Yeah, but at any rate, so yeah, awesome gun. They're total game changer. It's like live scope versus a flasher. (laughs) I feel like that's got to be excessive. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's not. It's It's a gun. It's it's there's lots of guns. If a regular if a regular there's live scope and then regular black literally powder. nothing. Well, this year there's something else. If a re, if a regular black powder muzzleloader is a Vexlar, then this gun is live scope. That's that's the equivalent. All right. So, anyway, what? Monday. So that that we get back Sunday. Monday, I uh, sneak out of work a little skosh early. Weather is dynamite. Super cold, cold front coming through, hard breeze straight out of the northwest. Just perfect. Feels I, like deer. I, le- I left about two uh, acres of standing beans in this field, and it was just like clockwork. Deer start pouring out. Everything's working out perfect. Lo and behold, my neighbor who just built a house, there used to be no house there, and then they built this big giant house there. Awesome people. Have no ill will against him or anything like that. But he decides to take a little spin in his ATV. Yeah. About, you know, right when prime time's starting to hit. Spooks him all out of my beans. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I even, I text him. I'm like, Chad, Chad, are you, uh, you know, I'm hunting. He's like, oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, you spooked him all. He's like, I'm sorry. I was like, no worries. Just, just let you know I should have told you that I was going to be hunting tonight. And... It wasn't like 20 minutes later they start pouring out again they were so hungry they just couldn't help themselves and so the deer big guy that i shot which i we ended up nicknaming him actually travis nicknamed him originally it was pop can mcgee i was like well i don't drink pop so he's beer can mcgee yeah because the reason why is because his bases are i mean literally thicker than this beer can yeah and he's a big beefy bastard and all of a sudden i'm there's one buck, two bucks. I was like, nope, that's, you know, three-year-olds that I know I'm not going to shoot. And then I was like, ooh, what's this one coming out? This is a good one. 
and he and there I couldn't he was. tell. Out he comes he turned he turned, beer can McGee. Yes, he turns his head, and I can see that flyer, and that's when I knew. I was like, "That's beer can." That's well, I started calling him that bur- son of a bitch. Yes, beer can come beer, out beer, right beer, in front of me. Yes, yeah, stupid names. I like I don't even name. I don't deer. think like, you should name a deer a, a, a cool name like <laughs> like something. I don't know what would be an overly cool name. I like don't know Darth Vader or I don't name him at all. Rambo. It just kind of stuck, and it was like I'm tired of calling him the Big Eight. Okay, he's Beer Can McGee, and then and then I was like getting all like frustrated because I couldn't. I was like his name evolved to Brewski and Brewski Magoo, and I like them all. <laughs> I, like so, them all. I was like, that's Brewski. I was like, he's going down. He's going down. Just started trotting out in the. In the beans. How far was he away when you shot him? About 150 yards. He was quartering towards, which I regret. He uh, died. Not That's waiting, fine. but it was one of those deals where, like, I've only seen this deer in person two on other hoof. times and one on the hoof. On the, hoof. On, the hoof. <laughs> on the hoof. Two other times and one time was in a truck where I couldn't even. But this time, Brewski went down. Brewski went down. I, you know, closed my eyes, took a couple deep breaths. Squeeze the trigger, hit a little bit back because the quartering towards shot. Or because your eyes were closed. No, my eyes were open back then, <laughs> but uh, yeah. No. Um, knew, I, knew I hit him hard because all the deer go flying out of the field and he just stands there. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's hit hard. I was like, fall, fall. Instead of falling, he just kind of gingerly laid down and never got back he's up. He's an old man. He's an old boy. Yeah. We're guessing seven. I'm gonna get him age, but I'm guessing he's seven. He might be eight. No, that's cool. When, but uh, that's one thing that's interesting about deer hunting that you don't have in other things is you have a history with the animals that you're targeting. Well, especially with trail cameras now, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. the whole basis of it. I mean, considering if you would have taken away a trail cam and you were to, well, that would have impacted the places you hunt to begin with. But let's just say you saw this deer the same amount of times, you would have only seen this deer three times on the hoof whatever um and then your interactions with them would have been cut by 80 percent if you count oh more than 80 percent all right there you go so that other than if i don't talk to neighbors if that was a big part of like so jerry hoover who's a the owner of drop tying outfitters and they have a bunch of leases around there he he told me about the deer uh-huh. and josh and brandon pruitt talked about it um chad and well, Kate, you're gonna and, regardless you know, of technology you're gonna but, talk to your neighbors so but I, there would have been some kind of discussion around there would have been you would have been awareness of a big deer but that mm-hmm. would have been just a, another big deer because he's not the only mm-hmm. big deer in that area there's no. there's other ones but the, the the fact that you can build up this history with this animal before you ever kill it is super unique to to mm-hmm. whitetail hunting not as yeah. much other stuff but yeah compared to fishing where some places you might have an idea like this is prime habitat there's probably big fish here but you never know for sure whereas hunting you have a good idea yeah. that there's that Cat, critter in the area catfish mm-hmm. hunter Catfish hunter, freaking catfish hunter, or Walter, Walter, Walter. my brother. I'm, this on is Golden one thing Pond. I, I regret a little bit. Last night, my brother, they had at Golden Pond showing at the movie theater in Des Moines, and I was supposed to meet him down there and and watch it with him, but the weather came through, so it never yeah. worked out. Yep, that's so, an old school movie. Rob, I got one question. Since 
from the time you saw Beer Can Dan or whatever you're calling that deer. <laughs> I like that a lot. He was also known as the ha- the Hammer or, or Hammer and the Big Eight. That's those are his Beer Can I didn't Dan's call him my that. new favorite. Holders <laughs> called him Hammer because he I guess apparently his last year's shed weighed four pounds, which is the weight of a hammer. Okay. Fun fact. That's way deeper than I would ever go in anything. I did not. I didn't know any of that. So now you. Well, it sounds like you do. Well, I do now because they told me. Right. They posted on social media. Uh-huh. I didn't know that before. You you followed this deer for three years, trail cam, seen him on the hoof, whatever. You went into this season knowing he was alive, right? Is there like, are you waiting just to shoot that deer until it gets to like the last two days of the season before you say I'm going to shoot something else? No, no, I had. So you're not that obsessed I four, about. I had four, four deer that so you, I said yeah. were that that I was, and and there's always a wild card, you know, during the rut or any yeah. times a new one yeah. could show up you never seen before. So you had you had options that made you say I'm not just I'm going for this Correct. specific deer. So you weren't that obsessed over this specific deer. He was hands down number one on, on the on the hit list. That's what they call it, right? The, the hit, hit list. list. <laughs> yes, the hit Wait, list. Wait, it wasn't that Chaz's thing. He hates that. Yeah, he hates the hit list. He oh, hates the hit list. I prefer to call it a death list. Yeah. Why is that? Because I want to kill him. You just want to be different. Yeah. You don't want to hit him. Yeah, I want to kill him. Okay. Just hit him. What was? I don't know. Do you remember what Chaz's deal was with that? I don't know. I think it was just he didn't want to be the same as everybody else. But But I don't remember for sure. The the pro I I get and I get that I'm the same way. Like I'm not gonna be all cheesy and you know follow the status quo and all this and like same thing with naming deer right. It was just kind of one of those goofy things where it was a unique deer that we just kept seeing. and I can see why people name deer. And I'm not a person to follow through with the the popular idea of doing things. But I feel like if a deer is unique, and most deer are unique because each rack's different, um, names just kind of happen lots of times. It's like vehicles. Well, it's, it's right, that. And right. It's... And then somebody says something like "beer can Dan," and you're like, "God damn it, he is beer can Dan, yeah. isn't he?" Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing too is all four of my hit listers, yeah, happen to be eight pointers. The most mature deer. That's weird. That's not super common. Now, now they have; they're not all, and actually, technically, none of them were theoretically mainframe. They're, they're mainframe eights, but they none of them were actually eight pointers. Right. No, I'm following what you're Other saying. Other than one, I t- I'll take that one was, yeah. and then the rest were all had you know stickers, split yep. brows, yep. whatever. But long story short, no, I I didn't. He was hands down number one. He was the oldest. He was the most impressive. He had you know some the history. Of so whatever, what would be but, if if you could shoot any deer, and we're not talking about records or anything, mm-hmm. but. If you were to describe the rack of a deer, what would be your ideal deer to kill? Would you think, do you think a cooler mainframe or a mainframe eight that is totally just a typical mm-hmm. is cooler than a non-typical? Do you, uh, do you think a wide, wide I'm, rack? I'm non, non-typical and give me mass. I don't care if it's wide, narrow. A big, beefy just, rack. Just gnarly thick. What like, are we talking about again? <laughs> All right, if you could, all right. <laughs> now I'm lost. <laughs> we're we're switching gears, unless you got some deer related to say. Deer related? No, just you're looking yeah, at your just, phone like you're gonna pull something. Up. Oh, I was just gonna. I was. You got me all all 
all excited. Yeah, I want to look at pictures now. <laughs> how how long have you been doing the deer thing? Since you were a kid, or is it? No, actually, thing? my dad was not a deer hunter. Um, about since uh, oh what like when was that? Early college. I so a, a good friend of mine, his his dad and a few other his brother in law and a few other guys went hunting down near uh, Clarinda. And I got invited to go on a shotgun hunt. Shot my first deer. Fell in love with it. Like, just everything about just got, being out in the woods. Got bit. Bought a... Yes. It's like <laughs> some oh, more cliche, cliche you, you, you shit. Mean, you, mean, you mean if I buy a bow, it extends the hunting season? Okay, I better do that. So I Here, that. I have an idea. Here, here's a fun question for the, the hunters and non-hunters alike. Well, maybe. But I'm going to throw it out here. Do you feel like... This is at you, Rob. That's, oh, you're showing me deer pictures. No, Holy. That, that was when I talk about mass. That's the one that you no, killed? No, that's that's he's still alive. He broke off another main beam. Holy shit. So, yeah. See that one more time. Yeah. So that other side of that main beam is broke off now. Rob's showing us but a picture. That, when I talk about a mainframe eight, he's a mainframe eight, but look at him. I mean, he yeah. he's like a double beer can. So he's still alive, to our knowledge, but... Uh, he's like a 48-pack. Yeah, he's a stud. All right, Rob, what do you think about this idea? Yeah, go ahead. I'm just throwing this out as an idea. Do you feel like the prevalence of leases make hunting a rich man's sport? I don't think it's just leases. I think it's... Uh, I think we're just in an issue where... There's more people, more hunters than ever, and they're not making any more of land. There's less hunters now than there was correct thirty years ago. Well, correct. Less, I, it, actually, different type of hunters. There's less access. Also, so there's that. less access, mm-hmm. less hunters, but there's more leases. So there's less public land or private land accessibility. Private land accessibility is what I'd call it, I guess. Yeah, Iowa's really bad for it. Yeah, we're like the 47th state in the nation as far as public land availability. Yeah, I'm the classic example of someone who's like, don't hate the player, hate the game, and I just decided to become a player and and bought my own. Well, you got to answer the question, though. I just want to know your your opinion. You're not a freaking expert. No. So I just want to know your opinion on it because you're more into the deer hunting scene. Yes, yes. There's a problem with leases and, and land access and it becoming a rich man's sport. Absolutely. That's a huge problem that I don't know what you do about it. But I don't know what you do about that part either. Yeah, yeah. Because like, and that's kind of what I was saying is I basically, you know, I hated that. I hated everything about it. And instead of. I, I, well, I can't fight it. I can't fix it. So I'm just going to play the game. And You have to. If you want to shoot, it seems like to me, and my very limited knowledge is if you want to shoot good deer consistently. That's the, deer, that word is the thing, consistently. Well, you're you're going to have to pay for it one way or another. It, whether it's your time and putting a ton of time and hard work, typically with private land or, yes. You're, what about... Or, or public, excuse me, public land. How how many guys do you know that are putting in that much time on public land and getting scratching the itch, getting it, having it happen? And 
that's not that's not blind luck like a guy that's literally just going i think a lot of it depends on what your definition of success is too um yeah perspective is big that's true because you know there's some guys that are like they they don't kill they won't even bother shooting anything that's not over 180 inches right and then not a public land guy yeah i don't if someone there might be somebody out there there, they kill a two deer decade yeah and and those type of guys if they're smart, they don't really talk about it very much at all because if they did, somebody's going to figure it out. Someone's going to figure it out and their whole, the jig is up. Yeah. Well, there's something about deer that is even beyond anything I experience in fishing where people just lose their minds and go to ridiculous extremes and mm-hmm. ends of the planet to oh. figure stuff out to kill a big deer. Well, to, to be fair, our DNR does the same thing as far as how law enforcement and what they emphasize on. Yeah. I see way more deer hunter or uh, DNR officers during deer season than any other time of the year. Well, and they'll go to more extent to prosecute. Sure, well, it's a bigger deer money. case than a, a fish poaching case. Yeah. So, do you look at it this way: is each deer is unique? Where a crappie that's fourteen inches is the same as a crappie that's fourteen inches. Yeah. Or a yeah. mallard duck drake is the same as a mallard duck drake it's the value yeah you're placing in big bucks have high value yeah they're high value dollar like i mean a bass pro or shields or sportsman's warehouse they pay big money for a big deer rack yeah there's even even per pound just deer antlers deer shed antlers i mean you sell them by the pound yeah, it's there's money. There's a, a level but of money that's involved in it. That's this is off topic. So you say Bass Pro Cabela's Sportsman's Warehouse. Why in the hell are they buying deer that have been shot? Why not just have something made at that point? That's a great question. Because, I th- think there's so, for that too. All right, so I think there's two parts of that. There's value to having the authentic thing, and then they have so much money that they can just go do it, and they don't give a crap. It's an advertisement thing. It's another tax mm-hmm. write-off for them. I, I think, well, it's a tax write-off thing for sure. And then the fact that they have the revenue to be able to do it. Do so it. they, they, they want to do it. So they do it. They want to do it. They can do it. So they do it. And, that, and but, some of those are replicas too, but you, you're sure. paying the, I guess you're paying a fee for the replica. It's too. probably a PR nightmare. If somebody comes in and be like, that's not a real deer ever any way, shape or form. You think so? I'll probably think about it. I doubt it. Just one rando person walks in. I don't see there being anything too big. They're everywhere. There's there's two random people, and they get together on the internet, and then their ideas collide, and then they take over the world. But there's so much bullshit on the internet that it's hard to pull out what's authentic and what's a bunch of crap. So when you have two people saying two things on the internet, it's not that big of a deal because there's a million of those two people out there for everything. Even if you did everything right, those people are still there. Yeah. And, and to answer your question, why would Bass Pro buy a, a deer from someone like that? Well, it's it's about impulse buying. Get people into your store so just to look, you know, just like the aquarium. Why pay for the money to have that aquarium? I mean, we, the same thing get people applies to advertising. Like, it's the Absolutely. amount of time spent in the store, amount of time spent on the website. The longer you can keep somebody there, the more likely they are to buy something. Mm-hmm. So that's 100% it. Get yeah. them in the store. Hopefully they buy something, whether it's a T-shirt, a fishing lure. I mean, I feel proud when I walk out of Bass Pro and don't spend any money. So the fact that I feel proud implies that I'm more likely than not to spend money once I'm in the door. 
I think when you run out of YouTube ideas, you should take that bass mount to Bass Pro and try to sell it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Say, what do you give me for this? It's the only... And then try to haggle with them. <laughs> it looks like something to be on one of those horrible taxidermy... Uh... Now, don't talk shit about my bass mount. They're talking... All right, I have one mounted fish, and my one mounted fish is the reason I have no more mounted fish, is I was 12, and I caught this bass, and I thought it was the biggest damn fish on the planet. So I had to get it mounted. I brought it home, wrapped it in a wet towel, put it in the freezer, tried to preserve it the best way I could, and then started looking for taxidermists. And there was that a 12-year-old could afford because nobody was going to pay for it for me. So I had to figure out how I was going to make it happen. And there was a local guy who did it for a hobby. And he mounted that thing for 100 bucks, <laughs> And it looks like... He mounted for a hundred bucks, but he was a she, hell of a dude. She's he a was, beauty, Clark. <laughs> thanks. Uh, he was a hell of a dude. He did it as a hobby. He charged accordingly, and I totally cool with it. And a hundred bucks in my mind still today is too much, so that's oh. why I don't mount any fish. Think about a hundred bucks as a twelve-year-old. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. think about that. A twelve-year-old in what would it be? 1999 100 yeah. bucks was big y2k was coming up things weren't looking good gas was under a <laughs> but i caught dollar. the biggest bass in the world so i had to get it mounted it's pretty world awesome was, world action. was gonna end you know you had to get it mounted before the world it's like ended. something that should be hanging out in like a so small town bar moral of the story is i will never Next get to a jackalope <laughs> yes <laughs> Moral of the story is I'll never get another fish mounted unless it's a state record. That's my deal. If it's a state record... It's going to be a replica then, right? Depend, not... Depends on what it is. If it's a flathead, it'll be a replica. Yeah. What if it's a walleye? I'm up in the air about it. Yeah, I see. The, the issue is if I killed it I, and got a skin mount, I still couldn't eat it. So if I could get that's, it mounted... That, that's where you put the value is in eating it? If I could eat it and mount it, I'd mount it. See, I'm all of mine are real. Yeah. And I think it's just having the, a little bit of piece of the real thing. Right. There that, like, it, I guess that's what bothers me about replicas. It's like, well, I could just make up any old story that's, and say, oh, see, there, that's there what, go. put this fake the... thing on my... It's like, no, this is a piece of the real thing. Yeah. And and without that, I'd so rather I'd rather that, just put a, that piece take, trumps that that fish is alive. Absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously it does if you're mounting it. I mean, if like from a walleye <laughs> standpoint, thirty inch walleye, how how many more years does it have to live? Even even biologists say it's past its peak breeding. I would like, argue the breeding doesn't even matter. It's and, not even and, a factor. Well. Depending on the situation, you're right. But the other thing is, there's only one argument to let it go, and that's maybe it'll grow to be a state record. Yeah. The, the argument to let it go is personal, your personal conflict. Yeah. Because say... Well, so, it's a personal thing. You caught the fish, so yeah. it shouldn't be any other kind of conflict. Well, yeah. If you can legally keep it, there's no other I conflict. Just, yeah, Re exactly. Unless a replica is my only option, I just have no desire to get a replica. I want the real thing. Sure. Otherwise, I'll just take a really re good picture, especially Nowadays. beauty part. Yeah, with cell cameras. 
you can get take really really high quality pictures just do that and call it a day that's what i've been doing my whole life but if it's nothing wrong with that if it's a state record i feel like it's a little bit more meaningful and i want to do something a little bit more to commemorate that catch Mm -hmm. just because it it means a little bit more to me so you don't have to argue with me i that's a no-brainer for me right here's a question talking about big fish uh my dad growing up had a perch on the wall it was like 14 inches something like that and it had a patch the iowa big fish is that still a thing master angler yeah it's the iowa master angler so they, it's, it's so not big fish anymore where it's got a certain set of it's a, there's benchmarks is there the same yeah. same thing are you guys turning any master angler stuff in ever i did one once why only once because once i did it once i was like why did i even do that yeah same here. Yeah, it's like, I don't... What do they... They send you a certificate or a yeah, PFD of a certificate now? It, it uh, They mailed me a sticker and a... Like, like a, a award thing. Well, I never got these, a patch. Do they still patch. give you the patch? Because Dad's got know. patches, and mm-hmm. then I've seen other guys yeah, like give you swap meets. They are selling patches. They and did stuff give like you a patch. That. So you could and just then, buy your big fish. And then award. you got a ticket. Like if you went to the sports show up in Cedar Falls, and you could get like a print of whatever the... Or some kind of fish print, you know, like a picture, mm. drawn picture, and it was a neat thing. But no, I think there's value to it. I'm not taken away from the well, value to it. This I, is just, I wish they still did it, like it was still a thing. And they th- do. This I'm, tying, I'm tying this into something, but it's well, still they, a thing. It's, they still do it. It's just called something else. Yeah, I see. But it doesn't. They don't physically send you something anymore. Uh, that I don't know. I haven't. I haven't sent. Sub, I submitted yeah. one ever, uh, and. That was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So what they do today, I'm not sure. But 10 years ago, they sent me a little award cert- certificate and a sticker. And I put the sticker. Yeah, sorry, the award. <laughs> Why is it not in here? <laughs> my bad. The sticker was on my old laptop. That's where I put oh. it. But every once in a while, you'll see somebody with them on like the back of their truck or something. Yeah. Anyway, I'm curious what you have this tied into. So this this is a this is a waterfowl hunter thing. Is the the banding thing? Yeah, bands. So yep. you ever shot a band? Well, I have a band story for you. Okay. I have not personally shot one. But you haven't. I have not. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, back back before really the internet took off, and even after. It was a government-run thing, so, of course, it took twice as long as it should have. But you called it in or mailed it in, and they sent you a physical certificate in the mail. Yeah. And you broke off the sides, and it was all it was on official nice piece of paper said, this certificate is awarded to. So there was a reason to report that stuff. Yeah. And now it's down to the point where you do it all online, and they email you a PDF sometimes if you click the right buttons. Yeah. But it, I used to, if you shoot a band, it was like, cool to get that certificate to know where it came from because you couldn't tell right away they didn't give you that info right away like they do now that it was banded here it's this old it was harvested this date before you had to wait for it so there was like this nostalgia some anticipation anticipation to figure out where it was from right it's like completely gone now that you can do it all online and have it in 30 seconds to know everything about it well there's no arguing that the internet has removed some of the beautiful mystery of life but like the, the the being able to have a discussion about a question, yeah, and like oh, oh uh, bar arguments done, yeah, yeah, they're gone, they're gone, yeah, and those were fun. But, but anyway, that's that's my tie-in. It's like I asked about the Iowa big fish thing if it was still a thing or it just went by the wayside because it became an internet only thing. I think they still send out pic or uh, the stickers and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you get a certificate and do yeah, that's good. The 
the think thing, so. The thing that this comes off snobby, but I'll say it anyway. Well, you you, is, you come off snobby. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. That's, for sure. It's fine. That's that's kind of how I roll. Yeah. But uh, just what cheapen it for me is the obvious BS that people send into that too, like. Oh, for the master anglers? Oh, my God. Like, I caught a 30-inch walleye that's 24 inches. Uh-huh. That There's type all, of stuff. You, you think people are cheating just so they could, like... You think people would lie about the size of fish they caught? Never. To get, to Never. get the master anglers no one ever does that. put on their truck? And, 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 and certainly not just to get a certificate and a sticker. They would never lie. It's a, Never. It's a, well, and they have your picture on the internet... The, no one's gonna lie about. There that. is something about getting free stuff that makes people <laughs> go. Is this nuts, sarcasm? So. I don't know what it is. So your band story, or my band, yeah, story, your band story, is um, our mutual friends, and I won't drop names, but you know who I'm talking about, yeah. or at least, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. There was a goose that we were duck hunting, and a goose flew in, and I'd never shot a goose, and everyone was cool with me see i didn't know who you're talking about then now i know who you're talking okay about. so everyone was cool with me getting the first shot at the goose so he comes in 15 yards pulls up his landing gear bang 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 and he's totally fine i missed botched him at 15 yards just <laughs> fluttering there and then uh, our mutual friends clean him up and it's hard to tell who shot this goose and this goose happened to have a band on it, and I got to sit there in the the blind with them for the rest of the day, just bitching at each other. Like, I shot him. No, I shot him. I shot him. No, I shot him. Fine, you shot him. Well, tell me I shot him. I just did tell you that you shot him. Blah, 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 blah. Just on and on and on and on. It was freaking hilarious. I was just sitting there eating popcorn. And it's, for you and I, it's hard to, like, understand why it's a big deal to them because it's like, it is. I've, it, it's, I've thought it's not, about it a lot, and I still can't figure brought, out why it's I, such I, a big deal. I, I don't compare it to like a big fish versus a small fish because it's like it's literally the it was, trophy of waterfowl. I, I, I like get the only it, thing you can I, have. I, I get how it's different, but in the end, is the only difference is is a human being caught, captured that, put that band on it, and then let it go again. It's it's a growing pains thing too. It means more at a certain age than it does once you get older. Sure. And it also matters, is it local or is it from someplace else? But you don't know until you call. You, don't, you, know, you know as soon as you look at the prefix and the numbers on it. If you've been hunting long enough. Yeah, yeah. that it's local or not. Okay. So that's the, the, lure, the band lure is there, but it goes away and it just becomes, oh, cool. We shot some. doesn't matter who gets them. But I think that time you're talking about is in the prime of... Yeah, it, it's been a while ago. It's been like seven, eight, nine, well, ten. Years I know, ago. I know I the one was, person you're talking about, but I don't know who else was there because we I'm can like, talk about it later. Because I don't necessarily identify him as a, a good friend of mine. We can talk about it later. I, I see banded waterfowl as more like catching a tagged fish versus comparing it to like I, I would give anyway. zero shits if I caught a tagged fish. Well, yeah, they're giving money away now. Well, yeah. if he was worth some money, then I, I, I worth I, money now. But there ain't a band on a, well, a duck that I know of that's worth any money. Yeah, there is. There's I, reward bands. Like, how much are they worth? Uh, 30, 50, 100. Okay. Uh, here's a good story about the U.S. government and bands. We were okay. up in North Dakota. We sh- uh, our group ended up shooting a double-banded reward band uh, 
Ross's goose. Okay. So ban on each leg. Reward was thirty five dollars. My friend. So it was worth thirty seventy five. No one. Just that's the reward. So if you see, get a double banded, it's so worth double some banded. Money. Double band. It's got its information band and then a band that says this bird's worth X if you turn it in. Okay. So sends it in, gets the info back, gets the check back from the government. Yeah. Takes it to the bank. Check bounces. <laughs> <laughs> and what he did with it is he they canceled wrote canceled on it and he took it and he framed it in a picture because it was thirty five dollars. But would you rather have thirty five bucks or a check from the U.S. government that says canceled check from the U.S. government? Yeah, I'm, I would. <laughs> I like to think I would have done the same thing. Yeah. yeah now, if I was in college and needed a case of beer, I might I might have tried to follow through on but my money. He called them and supposedly it was because they were switching banks and he could have sent it back in and it would have gone. Through I've the heard next this night. story before. Yeah. But so that's that's my U.S. government bouncing a check for thirty-five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. That's a good story, actually. I'm a, if you had to pick one, are you fishing for walleyes or bass? Walleyes. Or if you had to pick one, are you fishing for walleyes or bass? Definitely walleyes. Bass fishing's like carp fishing, I think. All right, if you let's if you could have a week. Of fishing, let's. What would be like the best bass fishing water in the world? Smallmouth or largemouth? Largemouth, just because they're dirtier. Lake Fork, somewhere in Texas. Let's yeah. say the best lake yeah. in Texas yeah. for largemouth. Yeah, you could have a Little whole week expenses paid to fish for one week at the best largemouth lake with the best guide, whatever. Or you could have one weekend, no, one day expenses paid at i don't know say lake winnipeg catching giant 10 to 15 pound greenbacks one day versus one week which one you picking expenses paid for both it's a good question consider i'm a working man we're all working men I'll, i'll take the I work hard. <laughs> I bet I would bet a lot of money. I I'm working based on the definition of working. I would twice agree. as many hours as anybody in this room. I'm just giving you oh, crap. Me for sure. If it meant I could have a week off work, I'd 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 go down to Texas and catch them Larrys. Even if it was just catching Larrys, yep. Do I have to fish the whole time that I'm there? Or yep. can I do other things? Nope. You yeah, have to no. fish the whole time. Give me the one day. I'd be sick of catching bass for about <laughs> three hours. The only reason why you, you said Lake Winnipeg, I'm, I'm actually going to go up to Lake Winnipeg. I, I was there a couple years ago. I'm going back. That's exciting. Year, so, yeah. It's right. pretty awesome. All right. Then, yeah. then leading out of that, what makes one fish cooler than another? You don't have to wear a shirt to catch them, I guess. You don't have to wear a shirt to catch anything. I think they a lot of them have they're unique in their own way. You know? Yeah, what but makes it well? Every t- fish is okay. Unique. So, so table fare for sure, right? Yeah, I think the table fare equates desirability. Desirability means more people go after it. Mm-hmm. More people go after it makes it more more co- competitive. And explain the largemouth then. They're not. They're good to eat. People, there's think, people who knock. I think largemouth. I think largemouth large are quite delicious. I think the the nostalgia with largemouth is still around the tournament thing. 
So that's what spurred it. Yeah, the gotta be. It's gotta be because wasn't largemouth wasn't even that big of a deal before tournaments became a thing. Were that that's my understanding of it. So I don't get the bass fishing thing. I just don't like. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I I I caught some Larrys today. Good. Yeah, because it was the only thing I could catch. I mean, I get it, like top water, whatever. The top water thing is cool. I'll admit that. There's not that's the top water thing is the tippy top of bass fishing. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be the best way to what catch. About sight them? fishing them on beds. Why not sight fish crappies? You actually. Eat I've them. never sight fished. Oh wait, on sight beds? fish and yeah. smallmouths. Now that. That's. I haven't done that. Never like, like in rocks or what? I, I had a yeah. I had a smallmouth follow there's, there's a jiggy. There's a said lake, not in the state, north of here. Okay, whatever. It's so there's a lake where you can sight fish them. Incredible. Like, oh, incredible. I think I know where you're talking about. You know where I'm talking about. Most people, if, if it anybody, just, it just if anybody has half a brain and knows about smallmouth fishing, they know what I'm talking about. And we go up there. We've been up there the last two years. I have, and then good friend of mine goes up there every year and it's 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 killer and you, and you catch a bunch of walleyes while you're doing it too yeah i have such a disdain for bass fishing and bass fishermen why do is i it, is it the fish or the fishermen that get you well so you know the lake that's close to me that i fish quite a bit yeah it seems like when i'm trying to catch walleyes there the bass are more of a nuisance than anything like i don't i'm not trying to catch them but they're just they're there just get caught yeah and they're not big enough to be at, at the time where it was really good they weren't big enough to be like well this is awesome yeah they're just a pain in the ass but explain to me why i would rather probably catch smallmouth than anything else they fight like crazy is that the only, is that the reason because bass because largemouth fight pretty good right but not like a smallmouth. Smallmouth. They don't like. Fight, they don't I'd, fight like a smallie. So or a wiper. To me, that's the the most admirable quality of a smallmouth is that they fight like crazy for their size. Yeah, yeah pound for pound, they pull real hard. Um, I think they have a certain aggression, tenacity, and what they do that goes beyond a largemouth. Largemouth are super opportunistic. They're ambush predators for the most part. They'll school up and chase bait occasionally, but for the most part. They're sit and wait, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. Like that describes the flathead, you know, to a large degree. Um, but they just don't get as big as a flathead, and they're not a catfish, so I don't find them as interesting. Um, whereas a smallmouth is, they're an ambush predator as well, but they're they're just more aggressive, more angry. They're angry. They have that ability to die, like. Largemouth don't dive when they fight. Not so much. They're, they're just, more head shakers. They come up and just yeah. They're 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 like a walleye. They fight better than a walleye. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It varies. Walleyes. They're wet. Depend on wet the paper towel. You always say yeah. That. You talk about said, walleyes always. Yeah, because he doesn't fish for them when the water's warm. He only fishes it when the water's only ice when warm. I go with you. Like what once. But then you're cranking them in on the same reels that I would use for flatheads, and so well, it's literally not, no fun. Not always. If you're pulling cranks? Pulling cranks, I am, but... That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm you're pulling always, cranks, I'm, you hook a 4 I'm not always pulling cranks, so we're just... That, that particular time we were. Right. 
But I don't, yeah, I don't ever fish for them in the summer. I rarely Even catch then, a summer They still fight harder than largemouth bass, in my opinion. But I don't think so. I would argue that. I guess we'll have to agree. I, I love <laughs> I I love walleye substantially more than than fl- than uh, largemouth, but I I give the nod to largemouth on the fight. But I love them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I love a walleye because I think a walleye is a substantially more interesting fish on how it goes about living its life underwater. It tastes way better and it just looks cooler. Mm-hmm. And then I think a walleye is a much more challenging fish to catch than a largemouth. Hundred percent, and I th- I appreciate that. So that's my thing with walleyes over largemouth. I would agree. Um, if you could only fish for one fish for the rest of your life, what are you fishing for? Well, I told you, smallmouth for sure. Well, I'm you didn't a, say that was the only one you'd fish yeah, for for the rest of your life. A, in my experience, my limited fishing, what I've fished, definitely smallmouth. It's like a, even if they're not big, it's a, it's a risk reward thing small okay. smallmouth are easier to catch in a small river than about anything else and that's well the the small river in your neck of the woods you're you're blessed and you don't even know it yeah but see i can't it's it's the same thing i got i can't get anybody to go with me and i don't want to go by myself but i mean what how much you fish for them is irrelevant the fact that you have that resource available is and i'm squandering it you say no that. no i'm just saying you're blessed whether you just compared to a lot of the other small waterways I've been around, there's so many small waterways and comparable rivers that don't have the smallmouth population of the river that you live near, mm-hmm. and that's you're you're just fortunate to have that it, opportunity. Is that the year. case, or you just like do you? You're saying that, but how do you know for sure? Because I'm comparing it to all these other small rivers I've fished. Yeah, but are you going out and fishing for smallmouth, or yeah. you just? I go out and target smallmouth every fall. Okay. Yeah. One of the most epic smallmouth days. We've, not for not for size, but numbers. It was pretty awesome. Spencer and I found a little little gem. Yep. Just that a was, Google map gem on a whim. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, let's this spot looks interesting. What do you think? Oh, I think it looks good. Let's go check it out. And we get there and we just pound them. Yeah. For an afternoon. Dad and I did that this fall. Yeah. There's one spot on this piece of we turkey hunt. And I was like we should go there and smallmouth fish. Mm-hmm. I think it was what mid-November, late November, something like that. Indian summer type. It was late, late fall, unseasonably warm day, and they were just tuned up. Mm-hmm. Probably similar to what you're talking about. Like in like ten inches of water, just I don't know. We caught sixty of them, 40, 50, yeah. 60 of them. Yeah, yeah, similar one style. One day. after another. Yeah, one cast after another. About a half hour window, and then as yeah, soon as we, it got dark, it was done. Yeah, it seems like they peaked when it was the sun was at the highest and it was the warmest part of the day. Oh, you, all you guys up. sat there all day then. Afternoon, I see. Yeah, oh, we, yeah, a good couple hours. We yep. beat them up pretty good. Yep. Well, especially if you're in one spot, it had to be pretty good if it kept you there for that long. Right. Yeah, yeah we would have. Oh, it didn't stop. Yeah, it yeah. was just. But they were there for the winter. Yeah. They were spending the winter there, and and uh, the weather was right, and it probably. Well, with the wintering fish, there was probably, we caught 2% of what was there. And on that day, 2% was eaten, and then most days it'd be 0.2, you know. But the fact that there's so many fish there, because they all winter there, it just made them susceptible to angling pressure. It was a cool deal. And they don't, in that particular spot, they don't see a lot of 
No, we walked a ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's very few people fish that spot. Yeah. I wanted to go there the other day, but then I was like, oh, it's shotgun deer season. Probably yeah. shouldn't walk through there. Square blaze orange. Yeah, right. get some orange Dude, on Dude, I got fire. shot at the other day. Oh, really? Inadvertently, but it was close enough where I heard the zing. Yeah, that's not a fun sound to hear. No, there were some dudes there, obviously deer hunting, but they were walking through the woods, and they were going, yep, yep, like they are trying to round up cows or oh, whatever. Trying to get them on their feet. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. Right across the other side of the river. And <laughs> was not ideal. That's yeah, that'll make your butt pucker. You take your life in your own hands during shotgun season here. I literally, as soon as I heard the first, I dipped down, and as soon as I heard the last one and there was a pause, break in the action, I just grabbed my backpack and went right up the bank out of there. I'm out of here. You know, you know when you hear that sound, lots of times it's not as bad as it sounds, but it's still unnerving no that was just it like whether it was that close or not is irrelevant to me you're you're done i was just my enjoyment of Mm -hmm. the situation was just over we had i had that during shotgun season on our party hunt we have a spot where it's like a perfect rectangle Mm -hmm. two guys are sitting at either corner with anticipation they're going to come out in between us Mm -hmm. knowing full well one guy's here you know don't shoot so you directly have your, parallel you have with your windows. You, you're yeah, aware of your shoot windows. Shoot out in the out in the field. You don't shoot straight across, parallel with the the timber line. Right. Because we're each standing there. Yeah. And DJ didn't, but there was deer out. He shot at shot at an angle just like we're supposed to. I watched a one of his slugs ricochet off the ground, and then I could hear that. How it far away was it? Oh, I mean it's. It was 50 yards away from me. It wasn't close to hitting me. But it was one of those things. It's just like... say, close is a matter of perception. (laughs) Well, if it's angling at me, it's too close. Not angling. It was angling away from me. Well, what? that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. If if there was any angle... So if it's 90 degrees or less, it's too close. I mean, it's probably like about a 90-degree angle. Yeah, that's, that's bordering too close. I just don't want to be a statistic. That's what I don't want. Yeah, to be. and I and I it's hear it's the you. stigma with shotgun deer. I get it. Yeah, it, it didn't bother me. I'm All right. only because I know which way he was shooting. Back back to yeah. the smallies. Have either of you eaten a smallmouth? Yes, I finally did for the first time. And recently, they're delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. Okay, phenomenal. I they would. They're kind of a pain in the ass to clean, though. Their their really? skin's kind of leathery. Yeah, I, that kind of surprised me. Like that surprises me. Yeah, they're a little more. They're not like a bluegill. I think they'd be. I thought they figured they'd no, be like a bluegill. No, they're, scale they're patterns kind of like a little, that. A little tougher, tougher skin, but they're they are delicious. You ever ate one, Brett? Not that I know of. And I, I my my question would be: Is you do warm water or cold water? Everything's Basically. better out cold water. Yeah. Okay, so water was fairly cool. Um, keep in mind the body of water we were fishing. Uh, we we would have just kept walleyes and ate them had we could. But, no, but they were closed. It was a necessity but this, thing. But this lake also, yeah. While you could not keep a single walleye out of it, you could keep three smallmouths. Mm-hmm. Now I'm probably giving away the body of water, whatever. I don't care. But uh, you could keep three smallmouths, 17 inches or smaller. So we kept some. Had the bar fry them up. That's sweet. And that they you found awesome. a place that would fry them up for you. Yeah, that's hard to find. 
there's more that you, there's more that do that than you would think. Yeah, you're probably right because it's not like that's something I've asked very mm-hmm. many bars. You're probably not going on a lot of guided things. Like I've I've been on very few guy like resort type stuff or resorts that are attached to bars, and it mm-hmm. seems like every one of them has. Yeah, they'll we'll clean your fish and we'll fry it for you. No Going problem. to Florida and they do it well, all that, over the place. That's yeah. what I was just gonna say. Is salt water seems yeah. very much more prevalent plate, than freshwater plate charge. Mm-hmm. Plate charge. Yep. <laughs> This place in uh, South Dakota. You guys ever ate carp? I've never eaten carp. It's, we had carp I had carp fingers somewhere one time. I, I know. We were so, uh, was it in misery? R- Rulo. Yeah. That bar. I was there the other day, and I, I'll they, admit it on here, I have a mild wheat allergy. It's not something I advertise or I'm very proud of. but Sensitive. I'm sensitive individual. And if I avoid it, I feel so much better than when I eat it. And there was carp fingers that were breaded, and I could have tried them, but I, I didn't. You missed out. I did. I'll end up cooking my own carp one of these days just so I can say I tried it. Why are you shaking your head at me? Why would you ever? Why? Because I will lit my just rule to say of you thumb. Did it. My no. My rule of thumb is. Any food that is deemed edible, like I'm not going to just eat anything, but if something is deemed edible by the general population, I will try it at least once. So, what about like the smoked buffalo and stuff like that? Absolutely, I've heard buffalo is better. I've heard buffalo is phenomenal. So, but that's not carp. We're we're defining those as two different things. A carp is a minnow. A buffalo is part of the sucker family. Okay. So you're not classifying a buffalo as a carp then? No, no, no taxonomist in his right mind. Well, so I'm not you, a taxonomist. Have you ate a buffalo before? No. Okay. But I try Why not. Just because they're bony and I don't know how to cook them. So, so buffalo's in the sucker family. Yeah. Isn't a sucker like one of the best fish around? It identifies that the water's water quality's great. Yeah, they they won't be there if it's heavily polluted. Hmm. And sucker's phenomenal. I've had sucker. I've had sucker cakes. You make fish cakes out of them. You, you flay them. You cut through the bone, take the skin off, and then you grind them up and you make fish patties out of them. And those are absolutely amazing. So I've had those, but I've never had buffalo. But my idea, my understanding is with buffalo is that you cut through the ribs, and then you flay it off, and then you treat the ribs like they're a piece of pork or beef. You barbecue them and throw them on the grill, and this probably isn't. This obviously isn't the only way to cook them, but this is one way to cook them, and then you cook them on a grill. Always smoke them. That's what I've heard. Is you can people smoke want. anything? It'll be good. I'll stick to walleye. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't need to get out of my comfort zone. Too well, bad. you know what? The one I tried last summer, or not this summer, but the summer before, and I've had multiple times since because it was so good. Was gar. Gar is, in my opinion, the most underrated fish there is out there. You flay it, and the flays are just like fish flays. But as soon as you put heat on them, and those proteins start to denature, it starts to cook, it turns into something else. It's like chicken. It's like fish slash chicken. Chicken's not that good. Chicken's good. You can do all kinds of stuff with chicken, and you can do all kinds of stuff with gar. So I'm saying the texture is like... A, there's a certain amount of chickeny texture to it, but it's got its own unique flavor. It's just freaking you, good. You so you say chicken's good. So you you get a bonus check for something. You're going to the store to buy a meal. You're buying chicken. 
Oh, I'm not implying that it's the only food to eat. I'm well, just saying chicken just, is good. You're bragging up chicken as being like really good. <laughs> no, I'm saying gar is underappreciated and the texture is similar. It's I'm not, not saying that. You're just making chicken. chicken sound chicken's like, universal. I, I get yes. what you're saying. Like no is is a, I'm like, trying to yeah. create an analogy to describe the texture of this fish. Well, I'm not. If you told me if it was like beef, I'm not tender, trying to sell it to you. Well, it seems like you are. I'm trying to explain my opinion. I and think wrap it around good. in a perspective that you can understand. Everything tastes like chicken. There's a lot of things that taste like chicken, to some level. Just cue the Beavis and Butthead laughs. Tastes I don't like, remember that. That like fell chicken. on deaf ears a little bit. No, just you, because it's before you're, you're too you're too young. It's before you? my time, Rob. That is, I, never, I, I never got. I, never I, got I always forget TV. that you're like what ten years. Do I got ten years on you? I don't know how old are you. Thirty nine. No, you got six years on six me. Six years. Yeah. Yeah, you. Be a... Beavis and Butthead was past yours. Yeah. Just barely, though. Yeah, yeah, I was, it was in my wheelhouse, but yes. I never had cable until... See, I, I enjoyed house. MTV during the day when I would watch music videos one after another. And then um, once the Insync, cartoon stuff came on... Backstreet Boys, that stuff. Yeah, that's, what you're into. that's what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> All Lou, Lou Bega. I heard that Mambo 5 song on the radio oh, yeah. the other day. It was like, what in the hell? Taking you back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's uh, this is the opportunity for the last cast. Last cast, you talk about where the hell you want to talk about, or you can go over and recap things you've already talked about, like your discussion of ch- chicken texture or whatever the hell you want to. I was just saying that if you're going to try to sell me on gar, you should tell me it tastes like beef tenderloin. But that'd be a lie. Well, and I'm not a liar. That'd be Jack Creval. I've Have never eaten one. I've used them, a lot of them. Well, I've used a handful for bait, but I've never eaten one. Have, so you, we, we, have you filleted one? I, I did not know. We we were in uh, Puerto Vallarta. You fillet one, on, one and, on and the beach? This No, we, we took a... No, I'm telling you, if you yeah. were to fillet one on the beach, yeah. it would look like a murder scene. Yeah, I believe it. There would it. be a pool of blood that would be like a yard by yard wide. Yeah. I've I've seen it and it's red red meat, right? And so we caught it and and our Mexican guides played it up anyway. And we had we had a mahi mahi too, which was phenomenal, of course. Yeah, yeah. And and so we brought it back to the resort, and they made it. And it, it wasn't bad, but it was just like weird. It was like it's the color of beef. I'd try. And it. so you know we were joking like. You know the, the term "chicken of the sea" is like, well, this has got to be beef of the sea. Beef of right? the sea. So trying to think if there's anything else that would be even comparable. Isn't tuna really red though? Yeah, but tuna is like phenomenal. But t- t- actually, so tuna is the, uh, yeah, tuna is the, actually the the beef of the sea because yeah, eat it. No, tuna is the chicken of the sea that says oh, it on the can. Right on the. <laughs> Depends what kind of tuna. Albacore might be the chicken of the sea, but bluefin is the beef of the sea. You well, tell me. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Is that your last cast? No. You're going to end with that shit? No. You're better than that. What's I, your last I, I cast? I wasn't claiming that as my last cast. Well, all right. Here's your last cast. My last cast? Yeah. Well. Take a drink of beer and think about what you've done. Yeah. yeah I should be ashamed of myself. <laughs> Pathetic. Oh, geez. I don't know. Just looking forward to... You're looking forward to here. ice fishing? Ice fishing? I don't know. 
do you do you look forward to ice fishing a little bit more this year than i have in years past so uh really i might not ice fish once this year i'm kind of excited yeah. are about you gonna that. go south leaving for florida january good man yeah probably make Super it this jealous. year no ice anywhere close not right now. Yeah. It'll be here quicker than you think. It'll be here before I leave. I'll probably ice fish a couple times before I leave, I'm betting. So ice fishing, yeah. Uh, going up to South Dakota. Looking forward to fishing up there. Oh, you are. That's a good time. And then the Lake Winnipeg trip yep. mentioned earlier. That'll be through the ice. Yep. Um, Is that in March? That'll be early March. Yeah. Try to get a little, maybe do a little bird hunting before then. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, just still got a muzzleloader tag too. By the way, okay, good to know. Yeah, me too. So uh, I'm gonna kill one. Well, it's either gonna be a skinhead or one that looked just like yours. Sweet. Yeah, that's my stipulation. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because if I uh, if I fill my tag. There's there's some slick heads that need to die, so well, I can shoot a doe right next to you, whether you fill your tag or not. Let's do it. So why does it matter? <laughs> well, I don't want you spooking my, my deer before I get done. You gotta you gotta wait till I'm done. I'll or, shoot or, it I'll shoot it right at the end of shooting line. You'll have up to it including three hours. To <laughs> shoot Spencer your doe. Spencer <laughs> Maybe I'll just go on somewhere. You else. taught science, so you knew math, right? There's order of operations, right? So. No, I get it. I get it. That's pretty much what it. What if I shot my, as like, I got this 15-minute window right at the end of shooting light? Do it. Okay. Or what if it was right at the beginning? Whatever. I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the deer hunting expert. I don't know shit. Whatever Whatever you want to if, do. If, no, no. If what if This is whatever you want to do. I'm putting oh, you so, in a position so, for so you to tell me what's you, ideal. You're saying, but like both of us are sitting there? Yeah, like if throw out the option of just you shooting. If I were to shoot, what would be the ideal time frames for somebody to shoot a doe if you're trying to shoot a big buck? Would be... I assume the beginning after, or after, the end. After the big buck is sitting on the ground. Right, dead. but that's not going to... That doesn't happen, is there... That doesn't happen, then no, there's no ideal time. Okay. It's okay for the neighbor to drive his four-wheeler around, but not for you to shoot a doe. <laughs> Seems like some real at bullshit ten, to at, me. At 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it, to be perfectly honest, it may not matter either way. It's so hard to tell. They They could blow out of the you, you fire they blow out of the the beans or the field and come back 10 minutes later yeah they may not come back at all it's just like shooting turkey i'm assuming because like you could shoot a turkey and then the other toms roll in and just beat the hell out of them or they just mm-hmm. bail yeah shooting out of blinds when you're 100 yards away is a lot different than you know on the ground it makes sense to me yeah. i just don't know i've never done it We'll do it. Maybe if you kill your buck. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it either way. I got we got two farms to hunt, so fair enough. Yeah. All right, Brett. Well, uh, thanks for having me. I guess more than anything, um, the kayak thing. I thought you were like gonna really buck up and fight me a little bit on some stuff. <laughs> kind of just what's there to fight? Like you bring up good points. Well, I thought you'd have something that we. You know, maybe talk about a little bit more. That's all. No, literally, I feel similarly in a lot of ways to a lot of the things you talked about. Like, there was, um, just to add credibility, what you're saying, 
there was a dude in a kayak. I think it was kayak. Maybe it was an inflatable raft. I don't remember, but I was I took my boat down to the local ramp, the closest ramp to my house because I had my lower unit was acting weird and I was trying to figure out if my there was like a, the gears were screwed up or if it was the linkage or something. So I was playing around with the linkage, hoping that that was the issue and I wouldn't have to replace the lower unit. And, uh, so I got my boat back down in the ramp and I'm standing in the water messing around with this different stuff. And then I'd go out and run it and bring it back, run it and bring it back. And after the second time I see a founders all day IPA beer can floating down river. So I pick it up, throw in the boat. And then uh, dick around with the boat, run it, come back, find another beer can, repeat, re- wash, rinse, repeat like three or four times. And I have four or five or six beer cans, same same brand, sitting in my boat. Six of them because they come in a six-pack, right? Oh, this, no, they'll come in a six, a 12, or an 18. Okay. <laughs> so this guy rolls up in his vessel, and he has a waterlogged, 18 like just the cardboard box of of this founders all day ipa and no beer cans just the box in in his he probably just started with five though right yeah probably (laughs) so he shows up and he's as nice as can be and whatever and i look at the box when he's pulling his kayak up and i was like oh drinking some founders are you it's like, oh, yeah, I love this shit. Cool, man. Do you want your beer cans back, or do you want me to take them to the recycling bin? And he was just totally caught off guard, which I can relate. I would have if somebody would have confronted me in that way. Yeah. But um, he, he offered to take them from me, and I gave them to him. I don't know what happened to him after that. But, you know, that's just one of a handful of incidents that were similar to what you're talking about. Like... People near water the, litter. The littering thing is, I don't know, this may make me a bad person, but it's low on my priority list of why that. It's on the list. So what's high on your priority list? It's, they don't, there's no cost. There's no. They're not paying anything. They're not contributing. They're not to the contributing cost. to the cost that comes out of the general fund and seems like that we're catering to these people. I shouldn't say these people. Catering to the kayaker, we're building more ramps for them, more access, water parks, whatever you want to call it. Removing dams, we're, putting in... So that's the other thing. I mean, is that why the the dams are coming out is for the kayakers? Or is it to put it back to the way it was? But it seems like the cities are pulling out the dams because they don't want to get sued anymore. It's basically I, what it boils I, down it, to to me. I will say it's... With, with stuff like that, it's never one thing. No, I, I agree. But... <clears throat> It seems like it's there's more and more stuff geared towards them. And I know that there's some money that comes back through a little bit of the sales tax of the sporting goods. Mm-hmm. And they may, bag, they may buy a bag of ice or a bag of chips at a gas station or buy fuel, but it's, it doesn't offset the cost of what the state is spending to. Uh, Maybe. I mean, based off your understanding and perception of how it goes about, and, and we don't have the numbers here, so it's hard no. for us to know 100% for sure. But, but who does? Well, I mean, somebody does. But Where do I find that at? That would be a good question. So That I don't know. But all I know is we so, are speculating to some degree. 
and I'm not here to defend kayakers. I'm not here to defend litter bugs because I don't I don't like litter bugs. I don't I don't like people who take advantage of the resource and don't put in their fair share. I, I think know. there's validity to your discussion. Well, it's kayakers, pedal bikers, same group of people. Yeah. So I agree and you're Going down a pathway, Spencer and I have had that same discussion too. I think about, Spencer and I have this talk every time oh yeah. we see especially when we talk about oh, it's fun. The I enjoy it quite da- a bit. You know, dam dam removal. We ha- we've had that discussion before, and it's, yep. it's 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 controversial. And is the amount of money and effort that it takes to go through that worth it? And then, as you said, the people that really really want it aren't even paying. They're not even paying a registration for their vessel. Not they're not buying fishing licenses. Most of them, I, right? And and so why I, are we catering to them? I don't have an answer to what the problem should be, but if you're using the outdoors, buy a habitat stamp. Sure, at least buy at least make them buy a habitat stamp. There should and, be, and the way things are now, everybody's got a cell phone. Electronic licenses are a thing. Yep. Just have a habitat stamp. Yeah. What is it? Twelve bucks. I don't. Yeah. It used to be eight. Or I don't even know what it is now. It's probably ki- any kayak. Kayak. I don't register it. I don't care how long it long it is. So yet. you run into problems there. Then do you register tubes and rafts? Yeah, and all that I stuff. So you'll well, a can of worms. To me, that's not a. Thing. To me, that's not a line, or not a can of worms because there's always a line being drawn. So what about an inflatable kayak? That's that's totally up to discussion. But I mean, the thirteen foot was open to discussion. Yeah. And that's what they landed on. Yeah, but so how, many, how many years ago was that before mm-hmm. kayaks were a thing? But that doesn't. Well, to me, that's even more of a reason to have a discussion. Okay. Yeah, there, there's always going to be gray area and lines with the law. There has to be. To me, it's not there's a gray a area. It's a, a it's discussion. A it's a line. That you're no, right. there's no black and white, or there's no gray. It's all black it's and white. Yeah, remember? there's a line. Yeah, and you decide what's black and what's light, white, and then the, the middle is the yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just, yeah. You bring when you talk about stuff like that, reverting back to deer hunting, and I think about baiting laws. How like if you go out and dump a pile of corn in front of your tree stand, that's baiting. Yeah. But if you're you're leasing your tillable acres and you have a tree stand out there, you're leasing your tillable acres, and the farmer happens to spill a pile of corn. In so front of your tree stand. To me, the that's black. Just a, that's just agricultural. To me, the black and white is one you did, one you didn't. Exactly. So you could yeah. still get, but you could still on officer or authority having jurisdiction. It's all up to them, whatever they decide too. Like if if a DNR wanted to mm-hmm. double down, he could say that's baiting, and by the letter of the law, he's probably right. But did you do it, or did the farmer do it? How would he know? But that witness you do it. So, but that doesn't that, matter that because only, what that, happened is the black and white. Like if it worked that, out this way, what happened is the black and white. But that only matters you, if you can't enforce it. Then that only matters if you can prove that you didn't know it was there. As soon as you're cognizant of it, well, you're assuming guilty till proven innocent. Nah, see, sure, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. But you is are that, like is, the way you're wording it. You are well. Is that how you feel when a when a authority having jurisdiction sneaks up on you and asks for your license and registration and all that stuff or license and my biggest thing is just how they go about doing it. That's so, so that's what I'm saying. Do but you, that's totally what, different discussion. Yeah, that's a big discussion. But it's different. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I feel like every time, even though I I think I've done everything right, I still feel like, 
oh shit <laughs> and i don't know why but it's like anytime you get pulled over or you see a cop or anything but that's like natural that. man like but it shouldn't be if you when think we're you're talking about right? prosecution versus just being questioned that's prosecution and questioning is a different avenue sure so my saying is like if you dump a pile of corn versus a, a farmer dumps a pile of corn on accident like that's very black and white in my mind. Like you did this one, somebody happened to do this one. That's legal. That one's the the one. If you did it, it's not. So. Yeah, but if you know it's there, then I I still think that's like you know it's there. There's no documentation of how it got there. Yeah. Someone accuses you falsely. You didn't dump it there, but but you knew it says, was there. Hey, but the truth remains the truth. Now, when we get into the court and you have this discussion about guilty and not guilty, yeah, but then you got to, yeah, yeah. and then you got to prove this, that, and the other thing. Well, I'm talking that, about reality. Reality is black and white. Reality is always black and white. But the problem—that's the problem—is is if the law, the way the law is written, it's like an innocent man could be sitting in jail for murder. That you know, they can't. It happens. Or, or the it authority doesn't. having jurisdiction interprets it a different way than what you saw it. Right. So you still have the human error in there. You do, which is unfortunate, but the human error is gray. Reality is black and white. Oh, okay. So that's okay to be gray, but the rest of it has to be black and white. No, it's perception of things that are out of your visual interpretation. But then I guess you have the argument that perception's everything, and what the way I look at something is going to be different than someone the way somebody else looks at something, and their black and white is going to be different than my black and white. so on and so forth so it becomes more muddled and complex and you could argue gray yeah but but what's not gray is kayakers should pay something to use the state's resources i would i will never argue that a bit i won't i i think any vessel that goes on the water so what's a so Where's the vessel line drawn? I don't know. What, what is the definition? What's the, the Webster definition of that one? I line? don't know. We don't have any way to tell. We don't have a dictionary in here. No. <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Make it as... Maybe it should be. Even even tubers. I... <laughs> Why 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 should they why should they be exempt just cuz they're not You can buy it. You can buy damn near everything online now. There's no reason that you couldn't enforce have a habitat stamp if you're going to be on a public waterway. I think it especially simple... if you're going to be on a public waterway <clears throat> and then it's a do the meandering non-meandering thing and then proceed to trespass and leave shit everywhere most people don't even know what those words mean hopefully a few people should hopefully a few people who listen to this podcast know the difference between non-meandering and meandered because we've talked about it quite a bit on here just because of the kayaking influence but i think saying that any hard-sided vessel should have registration because putting stickers on a tube is one thing the practicality of it isn't realistic but anything that's made of plastic or metal be manufactured main well i mean everything's manufactured uh, not a not a barrel raft but a tube is it no or a tube is i yeah. mean so but anything hard-sided yeah. yeah spencer i know you've seen the uh because you like can manufacture like a, a boat and you still gotta register it yeah. so there's a local waterway where a guy will it looks like a picnic table and he's got a it's got a motor attached to it. Yeah. I know you've seen it. Yep, I have. Does that have to have something because it's got yes, a motor on legally. it? Legally. Does, does he have anything? I can't remember. He does, does he? not. 
Yeah. It's not registered. It legally, ha- it should be based on my interpretation. It should of the be law. registered and should have at least OR on it, right? Yeah, owner responsibility. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it's very comical, and I enjoy. Oh, sure. I enjoy seeing him drive by. Like I get genuine enjoyment out of watching him drive by, even though it's not registered. It's not legal at all. I'm sure it's not insured in any capacity, but he he doesn't seem to care. So well, either does. <laughs> Either does the authority have in jurisdiction. Right. Free passes. The only thing I have not witnessed is the trailer he has for it. Have you seen that? No. Maybe. Maybe. I might have. Trying to figure out exactly how he gets it in and out of the water. If it's it's got barrels, it's probably just a pontoon trailer. It's probably in the marina. (laughs) (laughs) He's paying for a slip every year. (laughs) Probably. There's one thing that can't be denied. The people on that vessel... Or having fun. <laughs> Dude, if you could sit there and not have fun, you're not a person yeah, I want to be around. You shouldn't be on that vessel. That's right. <laughs> All right. My last cast will be just saying thanks to everybody who took the time to listen. For real. This, These are a ton of fun. I enjoy them. I don't make any money off of them, but um, I just have a whole lot of fun doing them so hope you enjoy listening to them i really appreciate you taking the time to do it if you do want to support it and help me monetize it in some capacity and get you i don't want i don't want any charity but you can go buy some stickers uh go to rivercertified.com um you can get you some straight heat stickers at whiskerseeker.com there's a couple of them sitting on the table i'm gonna send them with these guys before they take off um, but that supports what we're doing. Get you some Waterland sunglasses, promo code RC15. You get some a discount, and then I get a little kickback, and that's sweet. River Certified merch, go to rivercertified.com. All that stuff helps out a ton, and I really appreciate it. So, um, Either way, take thank you for taking the time to listen. It means a lot. Hope you catch a giant. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.